Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. What are a few of the first things that you want GM Adam Peters to do now that he takes over as the general manager, the head of football operations here in Washington for the Commanders, the skinny skin skins. What do you want to see the new GM do this offseason? It's the question of the day here on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for the phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. As the offseason gets underway here for... What is it? How many teams off? Eight teams. So 24 yep, teams eight. have already begun their offseason in the NFL. Well, feels like the future is bright here in Washington for the first time in a long time. The dark cloud of smoke is gone from the Dan Snyder era. And now the final holdover from the Rivera, from the Snyder era, Ron Rivera, is gone and out the building. In comes new GM Adam Peters, and he will select a head coach. And... They have the number two overall pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. Six total selections within the first 102 picks of the NFL Draft and will begin a thorough but rapid process to find their new head coach. Oh, yeah. Also, more cap space than most teams in the NFL. If you want a time to get excited for the Burgundy and Gold, now is the time. Now, I wouldn't become a season ticket holder again. I was for 17 years. I don't believe that much in it turning around right away. But I do think there's this is an interesting stock. And I'd see future value, deep value in this stock here. We got our GM. You just heard me talk about the impact that the Packers GM made to kind of revamp that team with a young core of wide receivers and tight ends and the quarterback that they drafted in 2020 having success now in Jordan Love. So Adam Peters signs a five-year contract to be the Washington Commanders next general manager and i liked the introductory press conference i thought he said a lot of really good things he said he doesn't believe washington requires a total rebuild but plenty of change is expected for the commanders of course i'm expecting them to draft a quarterback with the number two overall pick or trade up to number one and with the rest of the picks help bolster the offensive line and revamp the defensive line since you traded away chase young and Montez Sweat. But what is Adam Peters looking for in a head coach? What does he want in a head coach? Does he want an offensive-minded guy? A defensive-minded guy? What is he looking for to replace Ron Rivera with? Let's take a listen to the GM, Adam Peters. Along that, those lines, what's for you, for a head coach, both of you, what's the most important factor in hiring a head coach? I think, um, I think... And any head coach and any leaders, leadership, leadership, great communication, being able to be honest, direct, and upfront, have all those qualities, and they're all intertwined. But those are the, those are the main qualities. You have to be very smart. You have to be very driven. There's so many different qualities that, that make up a great head coach and a great leader. But really, it's just about being a great person, a great human being that people will follow. You know, both of us are, in essence, come from. Uh, the model that we're stewards for the city 
and that we're on a mission to deliver success to Washington. And so obviously, you know, hiring uh, a coach that um, is on the mission with us, that is all in, that, can, that, 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 him, that himself or herself can attract the best people. Uh, you know that you know all of those things, and then hold them accountable. And obviously, ultimately, comes with a certain amount of foot IQ, football intelligence. I think IQ matters. Um, I think it matters increasingly. So I think that all of those things will be important. But ultimately, a partner, you know, where the three of us can be aligned and you know work for the city on behalf of the city to win. Am I crazy to think that the comment about IQ was a shot at Ron Rivera? A little I mean, bit. It, kind I mean, of, <laughs> it was interesting. Um, we're eliminated? I, what? Yeah, I know. Right? I make, this is our last game? Yeah, right? We can't. You're telling me we can't win next week and still get into the playoffs? Gosh darn it, maybe I wouldn't have used Carson Wentz. Uh, I like how Adam Peters said, you know, he wants a guy that's going to be able to be honest, direct, and upfront. I, I think it's all about leadership. And we had, you know, we had discussed, hey, are they looking for an offensive-minded guy? Are they looking for a defensive-minded guy? I do think they're looking for an offensive-minded guy, even though they didn't say it. But more important than that is leadership. And I do think they're looking for a guy who can grow with this roster, which is why I'm kind of circling Ben Johnson as their top choice. I don't think they want a Dan Quinn, right? I don't think they want Harbaugh or a Belichick who's going to try to win, you know, and then maybe retire. I think they want a young guy, 37 to 45 or so, that's going to grow with this roster. They're going to draft a bunch of rookies, someone that wants to be here for 20 years and be like Joe Gibbs-like, right? Be somebody that you you recognize their name with the franchise. Yeah, like a Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll. It's like he said in his first Press conference, they're hiring with talent in mind. Yeah. Like they don't they're not going in offense defense. They're picking the most talented person and Right. And maybe the guy be. that has the, the highest NFL IQ, yeah. right? The guys that understands the X's and O's and will be able to develop this roster. And that's why it's such an interesting offseason because you know, we really don't have that many cornerstone pieces on this roster. They're going to have to draft and replace Probably 75% of the starters from this year's unit. And it's going to take a lot of hard work and development. It's going to take them hitting on their scouting. And their scouting report, are they going to use the guys that they currently had in place? Or are they going to use guys that Adam Peters was working with in San Francisco? We don't know. There's a ton of unknowns. And because of that, there's a lot of uncertainty. But there's also a lot of upside and a lot of positives with the fact that we have a general manager that's going to have full control of the football operations for the first time since 1999. Josh Harris is not going to step in and say, draft this kid because he went to high school with my son. None, No more of that. No first more, time in my life. There's no more products of Bullis coming to the Washington Commanders. So we were looking for a guy that can grow with this roster. It's going to be a young roster. But what does Adam Peters think of the current roster? What does he think of the current guys under contract for the Washington Commanders? Take a listen to the pause here. The pause in Adam Peters' answer from a question, I believe, by David Aldridge. I wonder what you think of the current roster. I believe that... All right, pause it for a second here. My goodness, that is an awkward pause if I've ever heard one. It's like he's scrambling to the back of the mind, his mind here. What do I say that's not going to screw me up here? What do I say that's not going to throw Jonathan Allen and Terry McLaurin under the bus? Yeah, you don't want to show up to Washington and be like, we need a new roster. Right, but you also <laughs> like don't want to show up and lie to people's faces and saying, oh yeah, if we had a good GM and a good coach, we'd be in the Super Bowl this year. We've got the quarterback of our future. We don't want to be lied to. We don't want to be lied to. What does he think of the current roster? 
Take a listen to this long pause once again here. Adam Peters really making sure, really making sure that he doesn't put his foot in his mouth just like Ron Rivera did several times. I wonder what you think of the current roster. One, two, three, four, five. I believe that there's a few cornerstone pieces in this roster. I believe we have a lot of work to do, and that's just evaluating everybody. And that's going to start with the coaches. When the coaches come in, we hire a head coach. We sit down together with the personnel department, and we sit down and, and evaluate everything and figure out where we need to be. So that's an ongoing process. I've, I've started a little bit, but we have a lot of work to do, David. I don't know about you, Stubb, but it makes me feel like anybody and everybody on the current roster could be traded. Yeah, I don't think anyone's safe. Right. I mean, you got. he said hey, we have a couple cornerstone pieces. We're going to evaluate everyone. That includes everybody that's under contract for a long-term contract or under contract for a short-term contract. Everybody's going to be evaluated, and your place on the team may not be the same next year. right? He might yeah. decide that this guy's a backup. He deserves to be a starter. This guy's a starter. He deserves to be a backup. So he's going to evaluate everyone, and it kind of makes me think we are going to trade a lot of guys, and the roster next year is going to be completely turned over, flipped, and it's going to be filled with young college football players. Yeah, this is going to be a new team. It's going to be a this brand new team. This is a brand team. new it's Washington. Brand- and hopefully we'll draft a few guys that you can buy their jersey and feel proud about that. There's not many people on the roster you, you'd buy the jersey for. You get a McLaurin jersey. You get a McLaurin, you get a Brian Robinson, maybe Jonathan Allen. That's about it. Yeah. That's about it. Any <laughs> other jersey, there's a chance you're burning it in three years. I'm Adam yeah. Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on a Wednesday, January 17th. You're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. And you can catch me every Monday throughout the rest of the football season at Capitol Alehouse recapping the NFL, talking commanders, and more. And this Saturday, Capitol Alehouse Richmond Music Hall will be the place for story time with Parney and Bam. And joining us right now, on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline from the Flying Squirrels is Parney. What's going on, Parney? Hey, what? How you doing there in the NFL playoffs, my man? I- I'm doing good, man. I- I've loved this action. It's been a-, a ton of fun, and we've had a- a plenty to talk about here with the Commander's GM search and next the quarterback search, or coach search. Well, I'm not available for the quarterback search, and <laughs> I put myself out of the running for the GM search, but <laughs> certainly it's going to be interesting. looks like they got a good guy. Uh, there from the Niners, and I'm excited to see what they do with the coach and then so on and so forth. So lots of great things to talk about, and thank you for having me on to talk about not only story time this coming Saturday at Capitol Hill House downtown, but also a reminding of all your listeners, April 9th is opening day here at the Squirrels, and you can also buy Valentine's Day ticket packages from Nutsy and Natasha coming up. Those are going to sell next week. So lots going on here at the Squirrels as well. What is this Valentine's Day package? I might have to take you up on that. <laughs> well, I, I think it's online now. If it's not, it'll be online shortly. But it's something we've done for years and years. You can buy tickets to a future Squirrels game and also a little something that says I love you, whether it be <laughs> a rose or I'm not sure what the what the prize is this year. But uh, it's a ticket package of the Squirrels, and it's delivered by Nutsy and or Natasha. So uh, just look on the website. 
coming up soon, and, and uh, the squirrels will start selling those and getting those ready to go. I'm pretty sure they told me yesterday that those are going on sale next week. That's awesome, man. So tell me a little bit about story time with Parney and Bam, and how many of these have you done now? Uh, this will be our fourth show, AWOD, and uh, this is our first one on a Saturday night. Uh, I guess I didn't realize it was going to be during Wild Car Weekend or Divisional Weekend or whatever it is, uh, but we're looking forward to it. Bam and I have really good mojo together. He tells stories from his uh, decades in the comedy world. He's traveled worldwide, and then I tell stories from my 34 years in minor league baseball. Uh, people that are buying tickets and coming to this show are people that are sports fans, entertainment fans, uh, and we give them a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. You know, Bam told a story a couple weeks ago how he ended up at a party in Miami with LeBron James. I've <laughs> told stories uh, about you know my career and, and things that happen that people don't necessarily see, interactions with umpires, interactions with visiting managers and players, some of which are household names now. So uh, we go on stage at 8 o'clock this coming Saturday, Tickets are available at richmondmusichall.com. That's richmondmusichall.com. It's a great little atmosphere down there, and uh, we hope that your listeners will or join us. That sounds really good. Are you going to do the uh, two truths and a lie bit? <laughs> uh, well, this time, one of the things that Bam and I have talked about is actually getting the audience involved. When people walk in, they're each going to get a number. <laughs> when they when they come through the table, they're going to get a number. And then when we tell a story, there'll be something associated with it, like uh, just for an example, a coach that you hated. And then we'll pick a number out of, out of the, the, the bowl, and that person will have to come up on stage with us <laughs> and tell us about a coach that they hated or a coach that they loved, and then we'll give them a prize for being involved. So there is audience participation as well. Uh, and we always have different things like the two truths and a lie. Uh, so the show's evolved over the last three that we've done. And this one I'm really excited about because, again, it's on a Saturday night. It's our first Saturday night show. And we're really hoping to uh, to pack the place. That sounds a lot of fun. That's going to be this Saturday, January 20th at Richmond Musical. Story time with Parney and Bam. Of course, that's downtown Richmond, 619 East Main Street. Doors open at 7, 8 p.m. is when the stories begin. And you can get tickets at Richmond Music Hall, richmondmusichall.com. Parney, you know, I haven't talked to you in a while. During my last show of 2023, I went through the top sports stories locally, and I didn't name you. And then one of my callers called in and said, I can't believe you didn't talk about Parney uh, stepping down and leaving his day-to-day role. With the flying squirrels, that's one of the top sports stories locally of the year. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I appreciate your listeners saying that. Uh, I'm, I'm actually talking to you from the diamond right now. Uh, we're working really hard together, uh, but it has been nice watching Ben Rothrock, Ben Terry, Anthony Opperman, and other people. You know, do the day to days, uh, getting the promotional calendar lined up. They're doing a great job. I'm really excited about what they're doing for April the ninth. Uh, and I'm looking forward to being here and being involved on April the 9th. But it was very kind. Uh, and people have been great to me and my wife, Tanya. Uh, just, you know, we'll be out to dinner and they'll say really wonderful things. But uh, I wish I could come up with a name for it because it's not a retirement. Uh, it's a slowing down process uh, that I'm doing. And it's been great for me and my family. And, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to 
to what the future holds for the new ballpark and just what the future holds for the squirrels in general. And also for, for me, like this story time thing is something that Bam and I wanted to do for a long time. I never had the time to do it. And now uh, I'm able to do it. I also spend time every week writing down my memoirs so that someday uh, I can do a book about my, my life in minor league baseball. And I think that that's something that, uh, that hopefully people will enjoy uh, reading the, the stories because I've had a lot of stuff happen to me during my career, and, I, and some of it uh, is, is interesting to people that maybe have not gone down that path in their life. Certainly not a retirement, and from the sound of it, it doesn't sound like you're you're slowing down that much. You could do what my dad did. He was a teacher for 30 years and then became a tour guide. He calls it his second career. So this is your second career, Parney. There you go. I, I, I thought about calling it a part-retirement, which is not a retirement, <laughs> but it's Parney. It's Parney style, right? Yeah. Uh, so so it, it's been great. I'm so grateful to Lou DeBella and everybody here at the Squirrels for, for uh, you know, letting my role change. And, and uh, it's something that I needed from just an overall life, work-life balance. I've never had work-life balance. Uh, and this is, this is helping me do that. And it's also helping other people like the people that I mentioned really, really uh, take on a lot more responsibility. And they're doing so. Uh, in amazing fashion. So I'm really grateful for that, and I get to continue uh, relationships that I have with, with you and everybody there over at Odyssey, and that's that's very beneficial as well, and I enjoy that as well. So it's a new role with the squirrels, but can you confirm you'll still be wearing the Parney pants? <laughs> I don't have any other pants to wear, bro. So <laughs> like, like the, the, war, the wardrobe doesn't change. I'm wearing my red squirrels pants right now, which, by the way, AWOD, are on sale at the squirrel's nest upstairs, go see my buddy Jackson Harefield, and he'll hook you up. But, yeah, I, I, Tanya and I had to go, unfortunately, to a funeral not too long ago, and, and I didn't have anything to wear. I had to go buy a new <laughs> pair of black pants. So oh boy. Uh, the, the, Parney, the Parney brand has not changed one bit. I just sleep a little bit more than I used to. I love that. Story time with Parney and Bam this Saturday, January 20th, Richmond Music Hall. Doors open at 7, stories start at 8. Thanks so much, Parney. Thank you, Awad. I appreciate you. Have fun. Go Nuts, everybody. You're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Flying Squirrels. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to Awad Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. We've got three men's basketball games in the ACC tonight. Florida State, man, they've been impressive uh, in conference play. Four and one. Leonard Hamilton doing a great job coaching up Jameer Watkins, the former VCU Ram. They're at uh, against Miami tonight. Louisville is in Chapel Hill, facing off against five and zero in ACC play. Number four, North Carolina Tar Heels, and from John Paul Jones Arena, UVA hosts. Virginia Tech. And joining us right now for the Cowan Gates Hokies update is Bill Roth. What's going on, Bill? Getting set for the Hokies and the Hoos tonight at 7 o'clock, the first of two regular season meetings between the two teams. And it is a really big game for both teams. I mean, both are 2-3 and three in conference play. Virginia hasn't figured out a way to win on the road. Neither of the Hokies. I think what's really unique about Virginia is they're so good at home. You know, if you look at it, they've got the second longest winning streak in college basketball on their home floor at 19 in a row. Yeah, and they're they're beating people by 24 points a game at home. Their margin at home is plus 24, but on the road they're minus 20. 
in their losses. So you you wonder why you know JPJ isn't like this uh, the most incredibly intimidating place to play. I just Virginia for whatever reason is a. Uh, Really, really good at home and not so good away from home. Yeah, and Bill, what I'll say what I've noticed is UVA's defense has not traveled this season. In their road losses, you know, giving up 77 points at Memphis, 76 at NC State, 66 at Wake Forest. But when they're at home, they're holding teams to yeah. the 50s. So it's been a really home and away thing for UVA this season. Yeah, it is, and it's kind of similar for Tech. You know, they they played well at home. I think when you look at Virginia's pace, they're they're what. Their, their points per possession and, and shots, everything. I mean, clearly, offensively, their their pace of play is slow, and and that but the, and that's nothing new. But they're they're just way better at it at home. And I think for Tech tonight, the key is going to be defensively. I mean, they're the Hokies are two and three in the league, but they've outshot their opponents in each of those five games. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah. They've 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 had the better shooting percentage in every game, and. If you, if you even the last game out, I mean, it comes down to getting stops. You're you're at home and you're, you know, you think you should beat Miami. You're, you're scoring in the 70s, uh, but they didn't get enough stops to beat the Canes. And the key tonight, I think, well, well, there are a lot of keys. But getting Hunter Couture back would be huge. He's been out with a concussion. He's likely Tech's best defensive player. Yeah, and he gives another ball handling and and and, and scoring. An offensive weapon for Coach Young. I mean, Padula, Sean Padula has been great. He was the ACC Player of the Week. He scored thirty points in both games last week. He had an amazing week. But you can't just. I mean, clearly Virginia will try to take Padula away tonight, particularly if Couture can't go. Yeah, is it, that a it, game? Is that a you know game time decision? That's what Coach Young is saying. You know, he's not much for gamesmanship. I think if Couture was good to go and was ready to play, he would have said so in the ACC teleconference. He yeah. said the opposite. He said, "Well, no game time." Regardless, regardless, if, if UVA takes Padula away, you kind of wonder where the offense is going to come for Virginia Tech. And, and because of the pace of play, if you fall behind tonight, if you're the Hokies, and just looking at it from Tech's perspective, if you fall behind and, and Couture's not there, how are you going to score? Right. Because Virginia's so good at home. So I think you know, pregame warm-ups are something that everybody's going to watch tonight, whether you're walking out as a Hokie fan or uh, someone on the UVA coaching staff. Is 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 Couture in, in a game uniform, or is he out there in in, in street clothes? I, yeah. I think that's one of the first things you'd look at tonight at, at about five thirty or six o'clock when when the Hokies show up. As of now, we don't know; they haven't said officially in or out. Yeah, but I kind of agree with you with, with Coach Young. If Couture w- was you know healthy enough to play, he would have mentioned that. So I'm looking for a big game from MJ Collins. What do you think of his play this season? You know, I, I you'd, you'd like to say that, but I mean. Very few teams are going into JPJ and getting big games from their players. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I think it comes down to defense. I, I, I think that that the Hokies need to play great defensively against UVA. I was talking with several people today about what makes Virginia at home. If you watch UVA at home, it's a different team defensively. Number one, because of the way they play offensively, they're not missing a lot of shots because they don't take a lot of shots, and they never take a bad one. So you're not getting the long rebound. You're not getting the run out and the uncontested layup against Virginia. right? That At home, like, like if you watch the Memphis game or the Notre Dame game that UVA played on the road or the Wake game, that necessarily wasn't the case. But at home, as the opponent against Virginia on the road, you're not getting a lot of run outs. And secondly, Adam, the way they play defense – they don't foul a lot, so yeah. you're not getting to the free throw line. 
No, you, you know got to hit your three-point shots. I'm looking at Tyler Nickel. Maybe uh, there, there's an example. And there's you know he's a great you know he's he, he's a kid who can score. Yeah. But but if you if you don't get to the line, I mean, what what do coaches talk about all the time? Get easy baskets. Get get some runouts. Get, you know, get to the line. Make them guard you. Get them in foul trouble. This year at home, that hasn't happened to UVA, but on the road it has. So the Hokies need to try to flip the script a little bit and and and, and play the way they play at home with with, with a lot more confidence. And and yeah, they're going to have to make some shots. Clearly, they're going to have to make some shots. If Couture can play tonight, that's a big big plus for the Hokies. It's Bill Roth with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, play-by-play voice of the Virginia Tech Hokies football team. And, of course, we uh, did want to give a shout-out to uh, your partner, Mike Burnham, and David Teal. NSMA Sportscaster and Sports Writer of the Year. They need to retire David Teal's <laughs> name on this. Uh, he's uh, an amazing wordsmith, yeah. meaning he can sit down at a keyboard and write and be really clever with the words he uses. You know, in, in broadcasting, we talk an awful lot with our students at Tech and whatnot about have a great depth of vocabulary, and, and Teal brings that to the keyboard. And his, his wordsmanship is, is really good in an era where you don't see that a whole lot. Yeah. Hey, Bill, uh, I did want to— uh, and, and, and a good reporter. Yeah. Right? So he's got great sources. He's fair. ADs, coaches, players can trust him. He knows a lot of things that he doesn't write, and, and so he's built great trust in our state. Before I let you go, I did want to get your take on the end of that Virginia Tech Lady Hokies game against Florida State. Well, there was a foul called against Elizabeth Kitley on an illegal screen. Which it was, was the, I, I, can I say it was the worst call I've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you're if you're uh, Kenny Brooks, that's another. If you score eighty two points in a college basketball game, you should win it. Yeah. And, and, and so kind of like the same – it's funny, isn't it? Not funny. It's just ironic. The same things that Mike Young is saying, Kenny Brooks is saying. Yeah. And that is you can't, gi- you, you can't give up nine straight possessions in which the other team scores. And you can't give up 87 points. you got to get stops in conference play on the road. And, and, and Virginia – Tech and that, that's going to be a key tonight. You you get three or four stops in a row, it, it takes you know the other team starts thinking like, oh, we can't score, we can't score. The other day at Florida State, the FSU's women like they couldn't miss. Yeah, they were getting so many easy bats, and, and that's they got what, their confidence going right. I and mean, that's what frustrated. Yeah, that's what frustrated Kenny more so than the call. Now, believe me, the call upset him, but <laughs> but. That was only one play in the game. And when they go back and they break down the film, they're like, ladies, where were your defensive principles? Like, this isn't the way we've played. But that's okay. It's you know, they're gonna get another shot at Florida State down the road. They're still yeah. a top fifteen team. But they gotta guard you gotta you gotta get stops. Uh, you know, that I if you watch the game tonight, we hope you listen to it here with, with Mike and Zach. But if you watch the game tonight, listen how many times Seth Greenberg, he's doing the game hmm. tonight with my pal Sherman, Doug Sherman. Listen to how many times Greenberg uses the phrase, get stops. Mm-hmm. You get two stops in a row, you get three stops in a row, and then look at the body language of the other team. And Virginia is, oh my goodness, as you guys know, they're so good at that at home. And then all of a sudden you think like you bring the ball up the court and there's like nine guys guarding you on defense. So um, getting stops I think is huge for both Tech's men's. and The women are in Durham tomorrow night. Yep. I think you'll see a really good defensive effort tomorrow night. 
for for Tech's women's team. Yep, that was their first loss in conference play, four and one, and in the ACC, thirteen three overall at Duke tomorrow night on the ACC network. If you're just listening and you missed the play, it was at the end of the game. Liz Kitley catches the inbound pass, and before she hands it off to Georgia Amor, she basically got trucked by the defender, and they somehow the call went the other way. <laughs> It doesn't yes. make any sense to me. I mean, she had the ball in her hands. How can you have an offensive foul? Yeah, but it, but if you're Kenny Brooks, you're saying there's 45 reasons that they lost the game. Yeah. And that wasn't one of them. No, it wasn't. You know, because you look, you look at the film like, wait a minute, where was the help on that defense? Or that wasn't the play we were running. And, and it, it's easy to rip officials. They're trying their best. It's a bad call. But when you give up 87 points, that's a lot of points. Yeah. In, in a – in, in a 40-minute basketball game, no, you're 87's right. a lot. Yeah, that's what Kenny Brooks will point to. Me, I, my job, I love yelling at refs. That's I one know, of my favorite I things know. to do. I know, and, and he, I'm sure he sent the clip to the league, and I'm sure they're going to respond. <laughs> it was a bad call. Yeah. But, but you know, Florida State didn't score on that possession. <laughs> you know, they got the ball back. Tech did not score, but that had nothing to do with, with giving up 87 points in 40 minutes. And, and that's what – and the, and the and the and the girls get it. I mean, it's like they they get it. Like, oh my goodness, Florida State just scored twenty six points in a quarter. Yeah, that's t- quarter's only ten minutes long. I mean, right? I mean, that's that's just too that's too many easy baskets. And they'll get that fixed tomorrow night at Duke. You watch, you watch tomorrow night the the score of that game, and and Duke's field goal percentage tomorrow night. I'm I'd, I'd almost bet the mortgage that it'll be really good. You know how the you know how you come back on the defensive end after a game like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my prediction for tomorrow night. Now, that, now Duke might still win the game, like in a lower <laughs> lower scoring game, but Duke's not going to get eighty seven tomorrow night against the Hokies. Bill, always fun, man. I'll talk to you again next See week. See, man, always good to talk with you too, buddy. Yep, that was the Cowan Gates Hokies update with Bill Roth on the fan. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio nine ten the fan. Now at 105-1 FM, Richmond's home for the Commanders, the Hokies, VCU Hoops, the Flying Squirrels, and more. And, of course, you can always check us out on the Odyssey app or download the podcast, Best of AWOD Radio, a full hour of the show available for you on your ride home from work. It's AWOD, the fry cook, back here on the fan. And if you're just tuning into the show for the first time, I love Richmond. Went to VCU 2011 to 2015, uh, then was working for the Sports Junkies in D.C. since then. Came back here in June of 2022 and just fell in love with Richmond once again. And, of course, when I was here at VCU, I've talked about this in the past, had to have a job, right? Everybody yeah, goes to college, you got to find a job uh, to, of course, help you with your meal plan and buy beer for the boys. How are you going to buy beer for the boys? Need got to get a job. So I worked at Carytown Burgers and Fries. I was a fry cook, and uh, I worked in the the uh, buns line where you you know do lettuce, tomato, oh, onion, pickles, you know whatever the burger needs, whatever's necessary. And um, I saw my favorite place that I worked at, Carytown Burgers and Fries, was in the news this week. Uh, now we talked about this a few months ago when I worked there. The owner was Mike Barber, who founded Carytown Burgers and Fries in 1999. Well, last year. He had to put the place up for sale because of health issues, and since then they have now changed ownership, 
And it was in the news, not for a good reason. And not because of that, we're going to do an impromptu dude food on the fan. Dude food. We're not responsible for the content of this program. Or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! Yeah. How did he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> he loves food. Dude food. All right, so I will say when I worked at Carytown Burgers and Fries, it was the older location at the end of Carytown. You know what I'm talking about, Stub? Where now there's basically like Torchies, Tacho, Tacos. Oh, that end, yeah. It was at that end, but behind that spot. And I had uh, some great times there. I loved working there. I thought it was a good working environment. Everyone kind of get drunk off of the kegs after the shift while oh, you're well. cleaning up. <laughs> uh, we all had our own special burger. One of one of the guys I'll never forget would do PB and J on a burger. Plus bacon. Uh, I hated it. Then yeah, I tried it and I fell in love with it. My thing is I would do uh, mozzarella sticks, chicken tenders on a burger with the Texas toast instead of yeah, the that, bun. No, that sounds pretty right? good. But I we all had that. our own concoction that was our own you know, classic yeah, yeah. burger uh, that we came up with. And I had so much fun working at Carrytown Burgers and Fries. Now, since then, they've changed ownership and they've changed to a different location. I think they took over Nacho Mama's or... Jalapeno, one of the yeah, but there's a the couple. I think there's spaces. three locations now. Oh, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, I believe that they, I've only been to the one out. in Carytown. But in the early hours of Friday, January 12th, a blaze ravaged the rear of Carytown Burgers and Fries that did cause substantial damage to the establishment. Uh, I just read the article on RVAHub.com, and they said that the incident occurred approximately 4:30 a.m. At the Cary Street location, a neighbor reportedly noticed the fire, alerted the authorities. Firefighters reached out to the scene swiftly. They were able to extinguish the blaze without any injuries, but now the store is closed as they try to rebound from this. Yeah, and and I feel bad as all of the employees there will be going without pay. Oh, that's a great point. I didn't fixed. think about that. Yeah, so like if it was you out there, you... Oof. You might have to, you know, look I might for a have new to job. Call up Mama Siams or somewhere. Yeah, it's be another so, fry cook. I, I think, yeah, and obviously, like you know, he's owned the place for like two weeks. Yeah, right. And just like what a disaster to that, have to deal with. That is with. such a disaster yeah. to take over. Now, have you read anything about what caused the the blaze? No, every everything I've looked into has not shown that. I know a lot of the damage is kind of exterior, uh-huh. just kind of like cosmetic and a bit of damage to the fridge. So hopefully, they should be up and running again soon. It wasn't. Major insider damage like that, kind of yeah. un. I, I would expect within the month that right. they're okay. up and running. Because there is no word on when the restaurant will open. The manager did arrive around 5:45 a.m. for routine maintenance, only to find the restaurant yeah. on fire. <laughs> I mean, imagine that, right? That's like I come to work here and I, I come into the studio. The studio's on fire. I'm trying to do my pre-show. <laughs> yeah, prep, what do you do? <laughs> right? MP's burning up. <laughs> JC's taking no, his Michael. clothes off. <laughs> It's wild. Look out, Michael. <laughs> yeah, I know. What other stories do you want to bring up on Dude Food today? Anything anything happy? Because th- this story kind of brought me down here. Yeah, I mean, th- this is kind of not happy, but not be- not sad. It's okay. just someone uh, made a list of the, the most co- populated types of restaurants in the Richmond area. Okay. So, so like, these are the easiest to find. Yes. Right. They're, they're Once the again, most of these. we are the burger capital of America. Capital. Several articles have come out. We got the best average score. Personally, I think it's because... Even the dive bars in town serve good food. All right, yeah. I, I, we got it. I'm going to go with the top five here because there's 16, okay. which is a lot. And I want you to take some guesses. Okay. What do you, of some placements? All right. So I would say burgers is on the top five. Yes. All right. Yeah, you would be right. All right. Give me a ding. I'll give you a ding. I would like a ding, of sir. Course. Can I 
can I beg you for a ding, sir? There's your ding. Um, tacos. Not on the list. You got Ensu okay. Boca. You got all these right in my backyard you know what? here. You know what? You get a, you get a ding buzz uh-huh. as Mexican is on there. Mexican's on the list? Yes. That's so good. it's a that's a good choice. You get a half-half. Right. Half. Um, don't feel like Richmond's known for that many Italian spots. So I'm going to say no to Italian. No. You would be correct. Okay. Um, I would say Chinese food. That is number six. That is on the You are off on by list. one. All right. So I've gotten tacos or you Mexican got, you food. you got Mexican and you've got burgers. burgers. Uh, do they have, like, American-style restaurants? Yep, that's it. That's number three. Okay. Yeah, here, okay. I'll, I'll explain. Burgers are two. Burgers are two. American so I'm looking, is, for, I'm looking for number one You're looking one for still. the one and the five. All right, number one thing in... I mean, steak? No. Really? Not on the list. Pizza? No. There it is. Pizza? pizza. Yeah. Pizza? There are, the mo- there are more pizza restaurants than any other kind of Richmond well, restaurant in we've the got, Richmond area. we got the BPR here. And 910 The Fan. AWOD search for the best pizza in Richmond. Right now, the current rankings are Belmont 3, Benny's Pizza 2, JoJo's still number 1. Now, we haven't changed these rankings in a long time. We haven't I had a reason to. don't honestly know if I've gotten a local slice since moving here from really? anywhere. I think every time I go out, I get something that isn't pizza. Oh, like I'm, well, I'm trying to think about it. I don't, that's a mistake. I mean, you should go so. on campus and get Christian's. That's always a clutch slice right there. Um... I, a lot of people don't like this place. I'm a big fan of Mellow Mushroom. Like, I, oh, I think they're I love very Mellow. cheesy. Oh, are you kidding me? I love yeah. Mellow Mushroom. Love me- a lot of people don't like it, though. Have you heard that before? No. People say it's too greasy. I want more I want grease. grease. I'm a grease yes. fan. I, my, my roommate's a, a napkin dabber. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, toss him out. <laughs> Find a new roommate. That's that's. Uh, you know how embarrassing that is? I had a friend like that, too. I'm like... Will you grow a pair already and just shove that triangle in your mouth? You got a pizza. Like, we're not right. going for health here Oh, anyway. my gosh. Like, I'm going to dab it with my napkin. You don't think your napkin's got cancerous dyes on it? <laughs> you know, congratulations. You can't win. You can't win. You can't win. Uh, I want to throw in uh, number five with seafood. Oh, really? Yeah. A lot of people hype up levels. Have you heard that? No. As a sushi spot. Lucky AF. Good sushi. Uh, yeah, my friends love sushi. I'm not the biggest sushi fan, but I, like I have heard a lot of good sushi spots in Richmond. Yeah, I actually, I've been to one. I I am forgetting the name, yeah. but it's in the Devil's Triangle, oh, which, I, which I frequent. Yeah, we're going to start calling that Stubbs Triangle. <laughs> Stubbs Angle. I would love that. Yeah, <laughs> because the Devil's Triangle is Banditos, Buddies, and... Ariana's. And Shepherd's Taverns Shepherd's involved Tavern, in that, too. China Panda. My buddies actually did the Devil's Triangle this past weekend. It's a great place. Yeah. Where'd they go? They went to uh, Banditos. There was live music, yep. and then yeah. they left there and wanted to get food. They went to Shepherd's Tavern, and then they had a beer at Buddy's afterwards. I love Buddy's. Yeah. There, I was there last night. Where are you really? <laughs> I sure was. Man, Buddy's needs to sponsor Stub. I know they got. They have the guy uh, three nights a week. He he runs trivia. Really? Well, maybe I should apply for one of the nights. Yeah. Be the, be the you, trivia. You guy. think it'd be a good? A lot of I people transition from radio to right? trivia. I, I, that seemed like like a thing that yeah. would be a shout out to Rebecca Wild from Wicker and Wild. She does trivia. Trivia sometimes at Cabo Fish Taco in Scotts. Oh yeah, I've actually it came came by to support her. It seems fun. That would be a fun thing for. They might give me free food. They yeah. probably would. Now, here's That's the thing. all I want. You can mess it up because yeah. I've been to trivia before. The guy's so boring. I think I talked about the. He couldn't even pronounce papyrus. He was yeah. like pup 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 pup. P A P Y. If you have to spell the word, you should not be hosting no. trivia. <laughs> I like to think I have I have some spunk to me yeah, enough to, to host a, yeah. a trivia night. I think you're smart enough too. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, we usually get third. I our wonder table. if you're you're if you're quick enough with your wits, right? If I went up there and I said, "You're just a fat loser. Let's find a new trivia host." 
How are you going to respond to the heckler? I would say, well, I'm quite skinny, so that that feels <laughs> like a, like a like an incorrect insult to throw at me in this moment. Yeah, no, I like that. Good response there. Good response. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the Fan. If we missed any local food news, give us a shout. 833-804-0910. That's 833-804-0910. That was Dude Food on the Fan.